podcast with Kimmy, Kisa, and Renee. Glad you can join us as we explore all aspects of entertainment and current events with industry professionals, friends, and us. Welcome. So episode five, and we're still alive. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) Welcome to another round of what the fun with us so um i got a funny story to share (laughs) um last week i actually no not last week this week i just returned to work and um uh, you know everyone you know when we're working from home we're constantly on our video conferencing call so I wasn't expecting everybody to be dressed up because in previous um, video conferences on Zoom, everyone was dressed casual. You know, people were their PJs, people were just wearing you know, sweats, just very, very low key. So I'm thinking the same thing. And on Monday, this past Monday, we had our um, first big, huge town hall meeting, which had representatives from every line of business, senior leadership. And... Um, I, I I came unprepared. <laughs> I had no idea that everyone would be dressed to the nines as if they were in the office. Because here comes Kimmy, tra-la-la, in her Mr. Rogers t-shirt, good vibe shirt. <clears throat> no makeup on. I didn't bathe for four days. Yes, yes, I did it again. I did not bathe for four days. I was wearing my Mr. Rogers Good Vibe t-shirt with my hair slightly oily, no makeup, and my big fat (laughs) headphones on. So it looked like Princess Leia ears. I'm the only one that looked like a dork on the radio. And then I see everybody all dressed in business casual with makeup on, their name tags. They were wearing their name tags for Christ's sake. (laughs) I wasn't wearing my name tag. And so... I'm the oddball and I'm looking at every box on Zoom and I'm going to tell you this, there were like over a hundred people on there and I'm the only dip that uh, (laughs) looked like I just rolled out of bed and just logged into Zoom and was like, hey, I'm here. And to add more to my... um, To my... Demise. uh, Demise. my, My first day disaster... On Zoom, everybody has their name, and um, I have actually no. We didn't use Zoom. We used Blue Jeans, which is the official <laughs> video conferencing site that we use at work. And the last time I used Blue Jeans, my team was making fun of me, and we all changed our names to Kimmy something. So then I decided to change my name to Kimmy Cakes Freeling to make fun of another fellow coworker, and I didn't change it. <laughs> it stayed. So I'm logging in to a hundred plus people on blue jeans for a big old conference call with top executives, the VP and everything. And there goes, pops up Kimmy cakes, Freeling, (laughs) (laughs) my most senior leader, the general managers, they saw me pop on and they were like, good morning, Kimmy. And I didn't know until later in the middle of the meeting, I get text messages from people saying, uh, you might want to change your name. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, dang. <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. But you know what, though? Like, 
You know, you know, people are only dressed from the waist, waist up. up. <laughs> it's, I, you know, yeah. they're still in their sweatpants. I, so you're right. You're right. But I wasn't ready for this. How does one even get prepared to be work ready from home? I don't know. But Renee, you mentioned scarf. Oh, yeah. Renee, tell us. This is a good life hack, everybody. What you do is that you just put on a scarf. That's it. Just add a scarf. Add a scarf on top of your t-shirt, your sweatshirt, your sweater, your pajama top. It doesn't matter. Just put on the scarf and that's it. And it just like miraculously makes you look profesh. I'm telling you. That's all you need to do. I wore a scarf the next day and I felt so sophisticated. I mean, a true fashionista. I, I, I am the fashionista of VTC. <laughs> VTC meaning video conferencing. When they told us to work from home, I don't think I put on a business casual shirt ever. I think I always just wore t-shirts and sweatpants. And I was like, you know what? I'm at my house. I'm still working though, right? So exactly. Just because I'm comfortable doesn't mean I'm not productive. Exactly. Okay? Well, that's it. That's when I learned my trick of just putting on the scarf. Because then it was like, oh, yeah, just put on the scarf and no one will care. No one will question it. No one will question it. What was great was that when we met after your day was done, Kimmy, you were wearing like a nice top. And I was like, what is, what's going on over here? <laughs> and that's what you told them this story. But what's great is that then you got up to go get something in your refrigerator. <laughs> From the waist down, everyone's in sweatpants. Don't let them fool you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Business on top, party at the bottom. (laughs) Oh, so good. Yeah, but you know what I was going to say is, is um, it's amazing how a little thing like a top, you know, or a scarf or a pair of earrings or lipstick just mm-hmm. changes your whole mood or mm-hmm. changes the whole perspective. Not not your own perspective of yourself. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> there's some of that. your own perspective yeah, of yourself. Yeah, I guess so. Because you feel different. It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh... Whatever it is, like if you're in a bad mood, you're tired or you're wearing like an like, I don't know. I don't know how many times I put on a T-shirt or a shirt and been like, and I take it off and put just a color, a different color. And like your whole life just all of a sudden changes. Yeah. When I put makeup on, I feel glamorous. Like right now I've got my eyebrows on and I feel good. Girl, you do look good. You look good. I actually got my eyebrows done. Oh, yes. I need to give an update to the people. My eyebrows are done. (laughs) And I got glasses. So now it doesn't look all like, you know, a brow, one brow, a unibrow. And, you know, it's two separate things. And then I have my glasses and it looks totally different. But yeah, it's it's kind of great. And that's why I'm I'm really excited about talking to Kathy uh, because I do feel that, you know, fashion, although many people might not think it's uh, entertainment, it is. 
Yeah, especially fashion shows, right? Yeah. I mean, it's all about um, immersing the guests in the world of the designer, right? Mm -hmm. Especially at a fashion show. So I think it goes hand in hand. If I go to a fashion show, I'm going to want to be entertained. Yeah. Whether, I mean, I know that these people are walking on a runway in front of me and I'm sure they're beautiful and the clothes are beautiful. But at this point with the way technology is and the way the business has changed, it's all about everybody wants that immersive experience. Right. Yeah. It's no different in fashion. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about Kathy. She's a, she's pretty big powerhouse. I mean, she's had a. Yeah, she is. She has had one extensive career, plus she's very energetic, <laughs> full of life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> tell me about it. Woo, she's she's more energetic than the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very impressive how she's, um, I don't know, how she's led her career and where she is now and being a woman in, in the industry. and right. And going beyond, like, the expectations, you know, of what she mm-hmm. thought she she was going to start off in. So I'm really excited to get to know her. She's one of those people that, again, we get to talk to in this podcast that people wouldn't normally think have anything to do with entertainment. But there's still that, that tie-in, that relationship. Plus, she's a leader and a woman in the industry. There's so much about her that I find is exciting. All right, well, let's get to it. I am very excited to be introducing our next special guest. She's very special, near and dear to my heart, a true fashionista who has produced fashion runway shows throughout Orange County with sponsorships from huge corporations such as Lancome, Coach, Celebrity Cruises, Sephora, Tony and Guy, just to name a few, and also appeared on one of my favorite reality shows, which is The Real Housewives of Orange County. Okay, I'm excited to welcome to our show, the executive producer of OC Fashion Week, my beautiful sister-in-law, Kathy Marino. Yay! Yay. Aw, thanks, guys. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I have my sister. (laughs) My sister is in the show! (laughs) So exciting. That's hilarious and fun. <laughs> it, this is all, this is so cool, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're very excited to have you um, on our show. Now, in the last several episodes, we've had lots of professionals join us in the entertainment industry, most notably in the stage and uh, film television world. But you also handle a different form of entertainment, and that's the fashion industry producing runway shows at venues and also virtually. Can you tell us about your role as executive producer and CEO of OC Fashion Week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, gosh, there's so there's so many things to talk about right now. Um, and I would, would like to take light that on our Instagram, if you guys do visit us at OC Fashion Week, you'll note that we are digitally protesting for Black Lives Matter because we are profoundly against um, and of course, racial profiling and also protesting for justice. So it's such a pivotal time and it's an I iconic moment. That's yeah. awesome. And, um, you know, I wanted to highlight because that is a priority and near and dear to our heart right now. But for the most part, um, Orange County Fashion Week is the beginning of a brand new and epic um, turning point 
in our industry. We have been the leader in shopping retail for, for, for many years. A lot of people don't know that the spend here in Orange County is approximately $45.2 billion without the aid of LA. So we spend like a fashion capital. In fact, we were looking up uh, London Fashion Week to find out what their consumer market spend was, and it was approximately projected as $40 billion in the next five years. So um, that gives you an idea of the consumers that are shopping our retail here. So retail tourism has always been mm-hmm. a big thing. As far as runway production, our runway show has been serving to help small businesses um, emerge, which begin with emerging designers, as well as larger established companies um, reach out to consumer markets. And we have primarily been servicing um, the consumers for many, many years um, in terms of publicly sharing our Orange County Fashion Week. This will be by first, the first time in the history of our OC Fashion Week where we are going to be having privately held shows just because of the current conditions, but also to keep it very, (laughs) (laughs) very, very safe, um, you know, as much as we can um, to the extent of our work um, due to the pandemic and the current global affairs at hand. Um, So... So you mentioned that OC Fashion Week helps small businesses and designers reach out to consumer markets. Um, Can you walk us through some of these services? Because it's a great example of how OC Fashion Week has gone beyond a fashion show and has become more of a platform for many of these artists. First, we listen and sometimes we'll even customize a database for them so that they could keep a new guest list. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, we know that the job is seasonal. That's number one. And and number two, we know that they, we might not have the ability to sell every single product or even sell a product because we're all about brand exposure. But we wanted to do is help that business succeed, whether it's building them a new website through the content that they receive through us, which we have, we've upgraded so many websites because now they've got these runway models that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do on their own. Mm -hmm. And the fashion photography is like epic. And so they're able to change or build a website for the new, for their first time. Um, Some of them, uh, some of the designers get stuck being an artist. They're not there yet with knowing how to build enough inventory for it to be manufactured quickly enough to do the sale because they're not sales reps. And so so oftentimes, you know, sometimes we'll go and represent brands to help them get those, um, get into the stores or be considered, you know, to speak to a retailer because they're in the mindset of being an artist. They want to create Mm -hmm. this immaculate look or they want to get press, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're really good at press and publicity But for things like, you know, Mm -hmm. going from being a designer and this artist and then becoming an actual business, that's like a whole nother um, field of work that, you know, helps to become. So I think when we go into whether we're helping a fashion designer or an e-commerce company or a sponsor, we're really listening to what they really need and where they're short. And some of them even have larger followings than us, but, you know, but having us as an extra edge to help them achieve more resources or have accessibility to um, a particular target market in our area that could give them or leverage more exposure, that ultimately is, you know, what helps them cross over. 
You know, what is interesting to me is that OC Fashion Week itself came to life through similar services that you did for these two college students who were actually struggling to um, to fund their fashion show. So can you tell us about how you financed their show and how it eventually came to be known as the OC Fashion Week company that it is today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, these two boys were asking me to help finance their show, their runway show. The runway show... Um, was not pulling up the momentum that they needed. It was it was mostly college run. And they had different people that were trying to take the show apart from them. And they needed a way to, to make it more unified. Mm-hmm. And their audience was so um, diversified, but it was, it was missing a certain element of luxury that they needed in order to garner luxury mm-hmm. sponsors. And so we almost had to flip and condition the brand over time. Cause it took a long time. It's not like, you know, it's a full-time job that you do daily. It's a seasonal event that you have to build every season on top of the other. And so it took a lot of um, conditioning and rebuilding, you know, over time. And so at that time, um, you know, they, they literally only gave me three weeks to produce event and we didn't have any models. Mm-hmm. The site was down. Um, but luckily we did one little, little thing. Uh, you know, I, I had bought the domain Orange County Fashion because I was trying to build sponsorship programs. And so I inadvertently bought the domain <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess we both are in on this together. And so lo and behold, it was kind of like a, this Alice in Wonderland moment where, um, you know, I'm realizing like it was a lot bigger responsibility to build this um, platform and it had to mean so many things to so many people in the beginning we didn't really, we didn't even really have staff we we had a lot of college students that really wanted to be partake in it now they've gone on to you know really great careers in fashion but at the time we built a program called fashion for the future and it was our way of building project managers to to allow them to not get um, you know cornerstoned or what do they call it pigeonholed into a position of being someone's assistant for many years, mm-hmm. we gave them uh, accountability programs that would allow them to thrive and, and test their skills on the runway as well as business management. And so that um, created a birth of a new program that allowed us to succeed each season. And we started procuring more and more sponsors over time. I mean, you did a lot of networking to get where you are right now as the owner and executive producer of OC Fashion Week, but did you ever see yourself having your own company or or going into fashion? I mean, having a market research background is is different than (laughs) being the owner of OC Fashion Week. So that was jump like it was like a it was like jumping in a pool with no water in it. I mean, I was just like, you know, I um, because I didn't come from fashion, I came from the automotive industry and television early on, you know, we started with an advisory board. Mm-hmm. And so we had a cosmetic owner and we had someone that owned a retail store. And so having their point of view was really, really key. Uh, it was a really, really important time for us, um, to hear all facets. Mm-hmm. And so that really changed our first you know, few seasons of OC Fashion Week because, um, you know, we wanted to take into account, you know, what they were seeing. And these are like very minute details. So, so you know, having a solid team, you know, the, the success or an outcome when you do an event is always going to be based on 
you know, who's on your, who's on the team because Mm -hmm. they, every, every moment, every detail counts. And, and it's for, for any one person to say that they've done it all by themselves is, that's a very difficult feat to do. Uh, Kathy, what makes you so successful? Because you, you obviously have a drive. Um, it's taken you, your career, I mean, it's extensive and you've been all over the place and yet you find success in everything you do. They keep calling you back to do the job you don't want to do because you do it so well. Then you're like, no, I'm going to break off and do something new. And then, and then everybody starts calling you in regards to that. And there, there you are enjoying that life. But then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Now I get this other opportunity. And here you are now doing fashion of all things. What do you think, what, what attributes to your success? What do you think is that thing that makes you so successful? Well, I think I, I look to, I look to relish in other people's successes. Mm-hmm. It's not my goal to like, you know, focus on me. That's why I've always been behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, a lot of it is the designers because they, we never have the same season twice. Our locations change, the designers change. And so really the attribute is really coming from the entire crew, the designers, the models, the photographers, like every time we come like, Oh, we, everybody misses each <laughs> other. Um, and that has really been the defining moment for success for everybody, because it's like the final outcome is a collaboration. Mm-hmm. So I might, I might lead and pinpoint the direction and direct the positioning of how we do things in order to procure the sponsors, because then I, I'm able to design um, an event based on what I think is going to allow them to get the maximum exposure for their brand. So it's like, I have to, it's a balancing act. I have to do that. So front of house, and I also have to do back of house. Um, so it's a it's a combination of those two things that have to be achieved in order for that success to happen. And it's almost like a trifecta because you're working in, um, you know, you have to work at maximum capacity and on all those levels. You have to, you know, make sure that the sponsors are covered. Mm-hmm. And that's individual sponsors. So if you have 20 sponsors, you've got 20 marketing managers to take care of. If it's, you know... 30 designers, you got, you know, uh, all the 30 designers plus their PR agents. So there's really just that magnitude of teamwork. At the end of the day, it's always the team that makes that um, successful, the outcome successful. So that's really how I would attribute that. Um, So you spoke about teams. What do you value in your team? What are you looking for when you hire people or bring people onto your team? What is that thing you're looking for in them? I always look for the voice of reason. It's so important to have the voice of reason because so many people are trying to tell you so many different ideas and they're, but they're not taking into account the costs Mm -hmm. or the level of performance that you have to achieve or the audience that you have to target. So that voice of reason usually comes from, usually someone's, it's always, you know, what's really fascinating to me. It's always the person that, that I least expect. It's like the most quieted person on the team. And so I never take their voice for granted mm-hmm. because they're there for a reason. And that's happened to me so many times. It's the, it's the one girl that shows up and you're like, oh, and, and it, maybe the other people couldn't make it. Um, I never take that for granted because I think that when you have someone that gives you the voice of reason, then you're able to reflect change, you know, with some adaptability and be sensitive to the needs of others. And so that's really, really key to me and very 
very valuable component for me. What has your experience been like being a a woman in the industry? Do you feel like the fashion industry is predominantly female or do you think that there's a lot of male influence or what do you think about it? Um, I, it's definitely a lot. There are a lot of women in the fashion industry, but it's not to say that men haven't taken their role because they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, you know, in Tony and Guy, you know, but a lot of times um, I think that there's always more room for more women to speak out. In fact, mm-hmm. I actually, there was a um, marketing guru that I far, followed for many years from college named Clotaire Ropai. He's a French uh, gentleman and he, um, he does these far out market research programs that um, allow him to tap, tap into people's instinct mm-hmm. and how they are pre-coded with culture. So he's consulted for Givenchy and uh, the big three automotive companies as well. And so, um, and he actually predicted that in the next, you know, five to 10 years, we're going to see the, the rise of women leaders because it's required now it's ne- mm-hmm. it's needed i think it's needed more now mm-hmm. than ever so i i definitely think that women um need not to um be afraid of being a business owner anymore if they want to step up to the plate and be that lead they need to take charge and just do it and they got to stop waiting and stop waiting for permission the other thing that i often see with women do i would i would i used to get like a lot of colleagues that would call me and they would be polling their friends they'd like like call this person and call this person and call this person. It's like, in my head, I just want to say, just make decisions that move people forward. How do you guys promote body positivity with OC Fashion Week and being That's a in this question. industry? That is really good, good Kisa. <laughs> Yeah, question. I like that question. We we don't put any restrictions on models and say they have to be rail thin. We cast our models plus size and we cast the models all sizes. We the only thing that makes us, you know, allows us to represent them is when we have the right designer that can all, yeah. um, allow us to have that platform. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, um, I remember uh, one of our one of our heavier models actually was on the cover of the Orange County Register mm-hmm. because we it was all about body acceptance in which they interviewed her for walking at OC Fashion Week. And we were really, really happy about it. She's actually a doctor now, but it's really cool because um, uh, it was at the time when France was getting, you know, reprimanded for their uh, putting restrictions on their runway because the models were getting too thin. And we were really happy to have, mm-hmm. you know, one of our models um, get pressed because we were going the opposite direction. And so as far as like a body conscience, we just ask for our models to be healthy. And from what I'm told from the models that our models have the best <laughs> <laughs> refreshments backstage, like we take really good care of our models. You know, we've always been really accepting to let them know how important that we choose their health mm-hmm. over anything. So that has really been a big thing. I, you know, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because we actually want to been wanting to start a program for that for teen, for teens where we could go to teens about mm-hmm. um, self-love. And we actually spoke to Lancome about that because ever since they got, you know, Zendaya as a spokesmodel, um, they actually wanted to really mm-hmm. talk about 
what their new perfume is called, which is called Idole, I-D-O-L-E, and they have an acronym for it, but it's actually to self-love mm. and how you need to practice that. Um, you know, we are pro-body conscious. We are pro-self-love. And we've been wanting to endorse, you know, a particular program for teens mm-hmm. in the future because I think that's like a muscle nobody practices. And so mm-hmm. we we wanted to make it a plight. I think, you know, before this whole, our world turned upside down, you know, I know it was on our, it's on our list of things to, of our bucket list of things that we want to do, but that's, that's kind of where we stand. We've, we've, we're all about it. (laughs) So, yeah. I just really love what you are doing through OC fashion week. Um, how you are preserving and promoting and advancing the fashion industry as an art form. Uh, Because from how you work with your designers and help support them and their visions by something as simple as honoring the type of models they want to work with, uh, despite color, despite size, to how you help create immersive worlds to display their works while guiding them to do, uh, to go to the right markets, to how you, carry socially conscious messaging through your uh, fashion shows and social media platforms. I just find that very inspiring. I like, I like what you're doing with OC Fashion Week. Absolutely. Because what I love is that you're taking time to develop your talent, which is so important. The thing that stuck out to me was when you said that you didn't just want to have someone remain somebody's assistant for an extended period of time, you really wanted to give them that that hands-on opportunity to develop skills so that they are able to go out into the workforce and get a great job. And I think that that's amazing. Yeah, I totally agree with all that. I'm also very excited to, you know, hear of your upcoming projects and also the projects that are currently happening right now um, for this season. It's such a unique time in the world right now. So it's really cool of of the stuff that you're doing. So what events do you have coming up? Um, We are going to be, we have redesigned um, our designers collections to appear in our own version of The Great Gatsby. So we're retelling the story done through fashion. And we have selected some private locations which we're going to be featuring our fashion and some short film um, and a little bit of scripting, but not too much because, you know, we're not pros at the theatrics. We're just there to have fun with the collections and stage them in such a way so that people could identify with the clothings in that way. We didn't, we, we didn't want to do just another virtual runway. I think everybody that was like, kind of Mm -hmm. way too easy. I think we really wanted to share the viability and importance of clothing and what it can do. And so um, for us, it was important for us to create that kind of relationship with all the designers and then also to showcase it in that world. And so that world of decadence and luxury and, um, and it's also a lot of fun. So we're really, really excited about that. Another thing that we're doing is we're actually creating virtual tours for the first time. So people that are watching our IGTV will be able to come with us to Paris mm-hmm. and go to the headquarters of um, Chanel and Hermes. And so we're really, really excited about that. Um, I also have some video of my trip from um, the Gold Coast Versace so people can see the first fashion hotel in the world. And so that's kind of our way of approaching fashion week this season, because it is 
also historical and it's helped us um, achieve mm -hmm. certain landmarks and milestones. And so we hope that it will be kind of like an ins inspirational experience this season. Kathy, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity for us to be able to sit down and interview you. Um, is there anything you would like to leave our guests, you know, words of wisdom, something for them to be inspired by? Yes, I think, um, well, if fashion is a language, then style is what you must speak. And so when you travel to another world, another place, you will be redefined. And I think you should speak your mind. So speak your mind, and wear, your, wear it well. <laughs> I love that. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us on What the Fun. For all of our followers out there, if you'd like to know more about OC Fashion Week or their upcoming events, you can follow them on Instagram at OC Fashion Week and also on Facebook at OCFashionWeek.tm. And don't forget to listen in every other Friday, wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.